The Patriots are the champs. I'll recap Super Bowl 53 and tell you where both teams go next. The NBA trade and deadline. What deals were made and what deals were not made. It's win or lose. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Win or Lose. This is Tim Bedgood. I hope everybody had a wonderful week. I'm had a good week. There's a lot going on in sports this week. I want to recap the Super Bowl first. You know, it happened Sunday in Atlanta, Georgia. The New England Patriots beat the LA Rams 13-3 in a defensive game. The offensive struggle. I didn't see this one coming. I thought it would be a shootout. Last team with the ball would win. But we were surprised. It was a 13-3. Patriots defense looked amazing. And they get another championship. Their sixth championship, third championship in the last five years. And, you know, America's nightmare. They're back. They're champions again. And they deserve it. They outplayed the Rams, you know, from, from the game when it first started. Soon as the coin toss, New England definitely looked like the better team. They left a lot of points on the board. There should have been more than 13. And they just, that defense looked amazing. I mean, the Patriots' best game, the defense for the Patriots played all season. I didn't think they had it in them because the second half of that Chief defense, like they was exposed. It looked like something the Rams could take into the Super Bowl, especially with two weeks. You know, McVay's supposed to be this genius. I'm thinking the Rams should be able to score with no problems. But that wasn't the case. You got to look at the other side, too. Belichick also had two weeks to get his defense prepared for the Rams' offense. So it was 13-3. Some people are saying this might was one of the most boring Super Bowls we've seen. I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, it's been some bad Super Bowls over the years. But it also showed me, like, in this year of offense, 54, 51, and 45, 35, and 42, 40, that defense still wins championships. You still get a good defense, get out there and stifle the offense, you still can win. Defense is not dead. We thought defense is dead. You can't touch the receiver. You can't breathe on the quarterback. If you jump off sides and get back, it's still on the defense. So it made it real tough to play defense. The corners can't touch after five yards. Everything's a penalty. If the crowd groans, or the offensive player turns around. They got to throw a flag. So it made it real hard to play defense. I was starting to question, like, if I have kids or nephews or somebody, I don't want them playing defense because it's just it's just not fair for defense. With this game, you know, you can forget all of that. Defense still can win your games, still can win your championships, still a big part of the game. I was glad to see that. That strong defense still is alive in the NFL, and you still can win a championship. Tom Brady didn't have his best game, but, you know, it was good enough to win. Now, had New England lost the game, people were saying Brady was done with his performance. But since they won, who knows? He might be able to play another two or three years. He was bailed out by the defense. I mean, don't get me wrong. Rams' defense played amazing. Brady looked bad, but he had Julian Edelman to count on. Julian Edelman's reliable. Reliable. Great, 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 great guy on third and ten. Seemed like he just always finds a way to get open he ain't the fastest he ain't the strongest he ain't the quickest you know nothing about him like pops you know has your eye wide open Uh, nothing he does pops on the screen on tv like oh my god he just gets the job done 
you know? And Brady had him. There's some talk this week about him being a Hall of Famer. I think that's ridiculous. He's a good football player. Come on, let's not overdo things. Let's not live in the moment. If Julian Edelman is a Hall of Famer, he's a good receiver. But coming back off that ACL, he was suspended for the first four for PED use. We still don't know what, what it was or was it? Did he ever deny it or is he just going to go with it? We don't know what happened, but he got to come back. He, to me, he had a, didn't really, wasn't really that great in the regular season. But it just seemed like when it's playoff time, he comes to play. He's a good receiver. Deservingly, I think he deserved to be the Super Bowl MVP. I mean, you could have gave it to a defensive guy. You could have, but I think, you know, for the game the way it is now, and he was the best offensive player on the field Sunday, I think I don't have a problem with Julian Edelman being the MVP of Super Bowl 53. Like I said, Brady had a bad game. And, you know, Belichick, your defense finally picked him up. Thank you. I mean, I mean, last year he had to score 30, 33 points. Wasn't enough to beat Nick Foles. You made him look like Peyton Manning. You know, about time your defense showed up in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, yeah, thank you. The last two, you made Atlanta's offense for three and a half quarters look amazing. Brady had to bail you out of that one. So it's okay that you can finally pick up time and we can have a little struggle, but you're still good enough to get the job done. I didn't have a problem with this game. Everybody's saying this is the worst Super Bowl of all time. I disagree. It was tied up 3-3 going to the fourth quarter. What more do you want? It was still a competitive game. Was it exciting? Touchdowns all over the field? No, it wasn't. If that's what you're looking for, if you're looking for a competitive game, this was the game for you. If you're looking for touchdowns every second, then no. But was this the most worst Super Bowl I've ever seen? No. Was this the most boring Super Bowl? No. It was a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I remember it was like 27 nothing at halftime. Seattle and Denver wasn't like 43-8. to eight. To me, that was the worst Super Bowl I ever seen. You know, thank God for Bruno Mars at the halftime show. You make me feel like I've been like that ever for too long. It wasn't for that. That Super Bowl, I, I probably would never even remember that Super Bowl. That was the worst Super Bowl I ever seen. A 43 to 8. So this one, compared to that one, this one was like a, the best show we ever seen on TV compared to that Super Bowl. Disagree with me if you won't. Now, defense still can win. Brady wasn't his sharpest, but they won. So what do the Patriots go on from here? I think Brady said he's going to come back, so I think Tom's going to come back. And at least I got to see another two years in him. Why not? He just won a championship with him. Why, 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 why not? Two more years, try to win a couple of more championships. You're going to be the favorite in that terrible division you're in. You know, you solidified yourself as the greatest quarterback of all time. Belichick has solidified himself as the best coach of all time. Why not come back? You guys had an offseason, a lot of injuries. You're going to be more healthy this year. I don't know what Gronk's going to do. Is he going to retire? Is he going to stay? Or are they going to release him because he's making too much money? I don't know. But the Patriots are the champions again. I like the way they played. Defensive-wise. Offense, they made just enough plays to win the game. When your defense is playing like that, just don't make no mistakes. Tom played a safe game in the second half. They got the touchdown they needed, and that was all they needed. Now let's talk about these L.A. Rams for a minute here. I mean, 
I was disappointed with this. Is something wrong with Jared Goff? I mean, this last second half of the season since Cooper Cup got hurt, he really hasn't been the same player. He looked good in the NFC Championship second half, but I mean, let's be honest, he has not looked good the second half of the season. I hope something's like wrong and they're not telling us about it or not, because you're going to have to pay this man in a couple of years. Is this a franchise quarterback? Is enough talent around him? Let's say, let's be honest, it's enough talent around Jared Goff where you can get to the Super Bowl. Rams got enough talent where you can get to the Super Bowl with a Jared Goff type of player. But if you had to pay Jared Goff $30 million, some of these guys ain't going to be around. Can Jared Goff carry a team? I don't know. And we definitely didn't see that in the Super Bowl. Jared Goff struggled. He looked like a deer in headlights. He looked like he had no business being out there. It was just a terrible performance. Just a terrible interception in the fourth quarter. I mean, their cornerback was just playing off like, hey, like, I, you know, I'll give you 10 yards. I just don't want Cooks to beat me, beat, beat me deep. And then golf just throws it deep, and it's just the easiest interception you ever get, especially in the Super Bowl. That ended the game right there. That was it right there for the Rams. Todd Gurley wasn't getting the carries. Is he hurt or what? It's a Super Bowl. I mean, come on. It's a Super Bowl. Even if he is hurt, get him out there. Run the ball. Run the ball. The game was 3-3 for who knows how long. Why are you not running Todd Gurley? Why are you abandoning the running game in a tie game? These are the things that need to be asked. And it seems like, you know, since we like Sean McVay, we don't criticize him. Nobody has said nothing. I don't hear him being ripped on sports shows. I don't hear nobody saying nothing. We just sweep it under the rug. Oh, Rams lost him. Let's go move on. Why is McVay not being criticized? He was all googly-eyed in Belichick's face before the game. I just love you, man. The way you guys play. You're an amazing coach. I just, just want to, you know, come on. It's the Super Bowl. Give him hugs and kisses after the game. But I'm trying to beat you right now. I didn't like the way McVay did things. I didn't like the game plan. I didn't understand what the Rams were doing. I don't even know if the Rams knew what they was doing. I mean, you had two weeks. Seemed like y'all needed eight weeks. Just wasn't prepared offensively. Don't get me wrong. I think Wade Phillips and defense did an outstanding job. 13 points should have been enough for the Rams to win this game the way they've been scoring all season. It looked like McVay and golf were deer in headlights, were happy to be there, and showed their inexperience. I don't know what's going on with Gurley. He just didn't get enough carries. I think they should have kept running the ball. Who knows what could have happened. As for the Rams, where they go next year? Like I said, they might have to play pay golf in a couple of years. So I still think you bring back Sue. I don't know what you're going to do with Peters. I mean, can you keep both of them, Peters and Tlaib? I think the Rams will be back in the mix next year because they got enough talent. So they should be right back in the mix next year. They get Cooper Cup back. I don't know if we uh, see these two teams back in the Super Bowl again next year. But out of the two, I think I expect the Patriots, I think they will have a better chance of getting back at Super Bowl 54 in Miami next year than I do the Rams because the NFC is just tough. You can't let take these chances you get for granted. I mean, you might be here and then who knows? You know, we've never seen when was the last time we had back to back teams in the NFC make the Super Bowl? I don't remember. I think it was in Seattle a couple of years ago. So I don't know. It's not the NFC doesn't do how the AFC does or New England. And, you know, it's been like four teams for the past 20 years that's made to the Super Bowl. And the NFC is shifting every year. Teams are getting better. The competition is better. So the Rams going to have to go back to the drawing board. I think they can. I think they got what it takes to win a championship. It just didn't show. The, the inexperience showed, and it caught up to them. And it was just... 
you know, they had their chances, you know. It was tied up 3-3, they were driving the ball, and like a horrible holding call cost them, moved them back, and that, to me, that was just the end of the game. That just ended the game. Patriots went down to score a touchdown, then they got the ball back and golfed through the interception, and that was just all she wrote. But like I said, out of these two teams, I expect, I think the Patriots have a better chance of getting back, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams, with the talent they got, they get back too. Either one of these teams could play in the Super Bowl. They're both going to be, you know, top five teams in the league next year. So who knows? We might get a rematch in Super Bowl 53. I don't expect it, but I wouldn't be surprised. As for the Patriots, sixth championship, best dynasty of my lifetime, best dynasty in NFL history, probably in sports history. What they've done is uh, nothing short of amazing. You I mean, as much as, you know, the world was cheering. Everybody wanted the Rams to pull this one off. We all did. I seen from the get-go the Patriots going to win this game. They did it again. They always just find a way to win. That's one thing about them. They find a way to win. They'll get better. They're in that terrible division, so they'll be in the playoffs with a home game next year. I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Patriots in the Super Bowl again, Super Bowl 53. Not the most exciting Super Bowl in the world, but it's far from the worst Super Bowl we have ever seen. It's a big weekend, the NBA. Trading deadline. Anthony Davis did not get traded from New Orleans to Los Angeles. I think he waited too late to, you know, announce that he wanted to get traded. Kind of put the Pelicans in a race like, hey, should we do it? Should we do it now? Should we wait till the offseason? They decided to wait till the offseason so we can have more options. You know, Boston might want to get into it. See if they can get the first pick from the Knicks. If they get it, there's other options, I think. Clippers out there. Got some flexibility. So, Anthony Davis is staying put. And there's talk that he might actually play every game the rest of the season. I don't know if that's a good idea. You know, in case he gets injured, Pelicans aren't going to the playoffs. So, I don't understand why they're doing that. I think at this point, Pelicans are just just being petty. I mean, that's just my opinion. I mean, he broke up with you. I don't want you no more. I'll be better off with somebody else. You know, I'm cutting you off, but we still we still live in the same house. I'm sleeping on the couch, not in the bed. And the Pelicans are being petty, in my opinion. Either tell them to go home. We'll find a trade and let you know or trade them and let them go. But to have him come back and still play and make it all awkward for the fans and him, it just don't make sense to me. I mean, I don't know what they're doing. To me, it's bad management. The general manager said he wanted to make a trade, but the owner said, I'll fire you if you do. It's just confusing. Like I said, this has always been just a bad organization to me anyway. I don't know. They need to get new owners new general managers, new place to play. I said, bring the Sonics back and get out of New Orleans. That's what I think. Because this is just a joke right now. 
I blame the Pelicans more than I blame the Lakers. They playing with the Lakers' emotions. Lakers giving you the whole damn team, and you're like, uh, it's not good enough. So, this point, like I said, the Pelicans are being that petty, bitter person in the relationship when they know it's over. So they doing petty stuff just to mess with you. Like, like she knows you like to take a certain shirt to the to the cleaners, but she puts it in the dryer and now it shrinks on you. Or your favorite TV show comes on Sunday night. She knows you like the DVR and she comes home and erases it. That just had it. Pelicans are just being petty right now. And I don't blame Anthony Davis for wanting to get out of there and get to the Lakers or get somewhere where he can compete for championships. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. He's trying to win something. And he's not going to win nothing in that place. And so the quicker he gets out of there, I think the better for him and the better for everybody else. So the Laker young guys are stuck with LeBron for to finish off the season. I don't know. I think they're happy. I don't know how happy he is. So he's going to finish the season off with these guys, and that's going to be another awkward situation. I mean, the whole team was on the damn trading block, you know. I think, you know, he was even asked for magic. So it's going to be awkward going back into that locker room. But who knows? It might galvanize the guys and put them really around each other, and we'll see what goes on from there. Lakers didn't make a move. Well, they made a small move, trading Zubak to the Clippers. I didn't understand that. I like him. So they traded him to the Clippers and got rid of Michael Beasley because he was about a couple of weeks ago, I think, about a week ago, Michael Beasley and uh, JaVale McGee, of all people, it means teams he's been. Two guys who've been on more teams than than, than we got fingers. Y'all trying to threaten and kick Luke Walton's ass? So Beasley had to go. I don't know if Beasley would be in the league again. He just got so so many issues, you know. I hope he is because he seemed like a good guy. So there was a couple of trades. A lot of them in the East, though. This Eastern Conference playoffs, it's going to be very interesting. You know, Martin Gasol was traded from the Memphis Grizzlies to the Toronto Raptors. I think it makes Toronto a little bit better. They really didn't have to give up too much. Valanchunas always hurt any damn way. I did like the round right, but, I mean, he, he somebody got to go. So I don't think they gave up too much. They got a skilled big man who can pass the ball. He's an upgrade over Valanchunas. So I like what Toronto's doing. Defensively, he's better. He's a better passer. So I like what Toronto's doing. That's keeping them in the mix. The Eastern Conference is going to be good. The Bucks getting Miritich. I love that. Somebody who else, somebody else who can space the floor. Let the Greek feet do what he do. Get out of my way. Let me go to work. They, get, they gave up on Thine Maker, traded him to Detroit so they can get another power for a shooting guy out there. I like that trade for the Bucks. They're going to be tough. They got the best record in the East right now. My coach of the year in Budenholzer right now. He's really come and changed their franchise. They're a good team. Got the best record in the league. They needed just another piece. I think Miritich might be the piece that might get the Bucks to the finals, but they have competition. Sixers just made a trade. Getting Tobias Harris from the Clippers. A guy who I thought was an all-star snub. Bringing another all-star to the Sixers, in my opinion. You add that with J.J. Redick. You know, Ben Simmons, Embiid, and Jimmy Butler. I think you got the best starting five in the league. You sure up your bench a little bit. 
you know, getting some other players from the Clippers. Got Jonathan Simmons from the Magic, a good defender, and can knock open an open shot on the bench. You finally gave up on Markel Fultz. Is he a bust? I don't know. But somebody messed up the man's shot, and he, I don't know how long. Sixers ain't got time to wait for him. We need to win now. You know, ain't you still in training wheels. We trying to take the training wheels off and trying to go. We ain't got time to wait for you. Trade him to Orlando. I pray he gets better. I hope he ends up having a nice career, but it won't be in Philadelphia. Sixers are all in. Elton Brand doing a hell of a job as a general manager. Getting Tobias Harris. He'll just give up Wilson Chandler. You really didn't have to give up much. And then you give away Markel Foles and get a first-round pick for him? I like what Elton Brand is doing. Sixers are going to be tough. Sixers are going to be tough. Boston didn't make any moves, but it is some guys that, you know, got bought out that might be out there for them. I heard that uh, that Enos Cantor got bought out. They might be interested in him. Gortat got bought out, so they might be interested in him. Wesley Matthews got bought out, but I think he's going to sign with the Pacers. So they're still in this. Even without Oladipo, they're still in this. I think Matthews will come out and help them a little bit with Oladipo being out. Don't count them out yet. This is not a four-team race. It's a five-team race. I'm not discounting the Pacers right now. Not at all. They still in the mix, just like the other teams are. Harrison Barnes got traded to the Kings while he was on the bench chilling. I mean, when have you ever seen that? A guy in the middle of the game, he out there giving his blood, sweat, and tears for y'all, helping y'all beat somebody. Oh, we's going to trade him. So that was crazy. Barnes goes to the Sacramento Kings for Zach Randolph and Justin Jackson, and they're going to buy out Zach Randolph. So you want a veteran guy out there, just with some leadership, just put it at the end of the bench. There's just another coach out there. Zach Randolph is available. Iman Shumper got traded to the Rockets. They need another defensive guy on the perimeter since James Harden can't guard me or you. So I think that's a good pickup. He can hit an open shot in the corner. That's all you're going to get with Harden. You get over there in that corner and wait for the ball to come your way. I like Iman Shumper going to the Rockets. Otto Porter was also traded while he was out there taking jump shots for the Wizards. At least he wasn't in the game like Barnes. But they called him. He was in the layup line. Hey, get over here. We're shipping you off to one of the worst teams in the league, the Chicago Bulls, which is time for the Wizards to break that thing up. Let's be honest. I don't. I like Scott Brooks, but I don't know how he still got a job. They've underachieved. A lot of injuries. Dwight Howard's still out with his back, butt injury, whatever you want to call it. He's been out all season. John Wall just slipped at home chilling. He was already injured, but you were at home walking around and then slipped and tore your ACL. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up with John Wall. And he ain't even started his four-year, $168 million contract yet. So you still got to pay him that. That now turns into the worst contract in the NBA because there ain't no way of hell y'all getting out of that deal. So, John, it's time to break up the Wizards. I wish Bradley Beal could have found somebody who would take him on to get him out of that hell hole. Right now, that's in Washington, just losing. But the NBA season, second half is going to be interesting. The trading deadline is coming gone. Anthony Davis stays put, but it was some good moves. That's going to shake up the Eastern Conference. It's going to be a battle. This is the first time in a long time. We don't know who's coming out the East, and I'm excited. I can't wait till the playoffs to begin already. It's going to be a good playoffs this year. I can't wait to watch.
I see Kevin Durant had a blow up this week. After the Warriors 141 to 102 blowout of the San Antonio Spurs, Durant took his frustrations not only out on the Spurs, but on some of the reporters at the end of the game. I guess the distractions of the free agent is starting to get to him. He's sick of being asked questions or his teammates being asked questions. And he doesn't like it no more. He says he just wants to play ball. And he doesn't want to be bothered and asked about free agency. But his own teammates are asking him about free agency. You see the blow up with him and Draymond. I mean, so what? what's the big deal? I mean, if you didn't want to be asked about free agency, then you sign a long-term deal and stay with the Warriors. You keep signing these one-year deals. I mean, what do you think people are going to say? You're not making a commitment that you're going to be there long-term. So people want to know what you're going to do, where you're going. We win in championships. Why are you not signing no four or five-year deals to stay with us? So, of course, people are going to keep asking. That's what, it, that's what it's about, Kevin Durant. You want to be the best player in the league, but you don't want to be treated like the best player in the league. No, you can't ask me that. That's what you go through when you're the best. Or it's supposed to be the best. Quit being so sensitive to every little thing. You know, I, I, I'm starting to... Are you, would, you go, would you make it in New York City? With the questions being asked... You getting an attitude, throwing a little hissy fit, pouting and walking away like a little kid and leaving. Grow up. You of all people, the guy with the fake Twitter account telling somebody to grow up. The guy who wasn't man enough to call Russell Westbrook and tell him I'm leaving. I texted him telling somebody to grow up. The mama's boy. You telling somebody to grow up, you grow up. You want to be the best. You ran to the best team in the league to win a championship, thinking that will put you over LeBron. And it still hasn't. And you still got an attitude about that. You want to be the man? You got to get treated like the man. There's questions that's going to be asked. You in the spotlight. It's not like you a regular guy. You work at Menards or something. You're an NBA player. You play in front of millions of people. This is what comes with the territory. You're making 30 million a year. You complaining about some questions about free agency? Give me 30 million a year. You can ask me any damn thing you want. I mean, Kevin Durant, of all people, telling somebody to grow up. I, 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 oh, my God. I don't even know what to say after that. But I think you finished this season off with Golden State and quit with these one-year deals. Are you going to make a commitment or not? You know? You keep on telling the one-year deal... What's Warriors supposed to think? What are the players supposed to think? You're not committed. What's reporters supposed to think? Hey, is he going to go somewhere? Think about going somewhere else? I mean, what do you want? I mean, you're winning championships. You're going far in the playoffs. What more do you want? I mean, some people, you, you just can't make them happy. I don't understand why Kevin Durant would want to leave Golden State for the New York Knicks of all places. I mean, the organization has been terrible for years. I don't even understand how that's turned into a rumor. It's got to be truth in it, or Durant wouldn't even be acting like a little, you know, pouting three-year-old. So I think it's always some truth in something, especially when you start getting offended. The truth hurts. I think everybody is on this Kevin Durant going to New York. He knows that we're on to it. But I don't know. 
finish this season off, win a third championship, and then go to some, go somewhere and make a commitment. Put a ring on it. I'm going to be with you. This who I'm going to be with. No one years, no maybes. This who I'm going to be with. Be a man. Make a decision. And go somewhere and put a commitment down. Four or five years. Quit playing around with everybody. And you won't be questioned. Is LeBron being questioned about where he's playing next year? No, because he's not out here. I'm playing here. I'll be here for four years. Steph Curry went to Golden State. Five years. There's no one-year deals. Either you want to be there or you don't. Make a decision. Live with it. Be a man and call the guys that you're leaving instead of texting them. And they got to find out at the bottom of the screen. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're the bad guys. That's what you do. Make your decision. Live with it. And quit yelling at damn reporters. They just doing their job. Kevin Durant, you grow up. Thanks for joining Win or Lose. I'll holler back at y'all next week. Thank you.